It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 606 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I'm here in the surroundings of beauty at the Pike Nursery at Town Lake. Joined, of course, by Miss Mickey Gazaway, who both of us woke up a little earlier than we normally do to get where we had to go today. But the, uh, the destination is worth it. Pike Nursery, as you know, is covered in flowers right now. Mums, gardenias, all sorts of things. We've got a real pretty Akuba shrub back here that doesn't have flowers. It just has yellow dots all over the leaves a gorgeous plant and so we're great we're glad to be here at the pike nursery we'll have the chick-fil-a biscuits will be coming in just a little bit and the audience of folks have already arrived are all going yeah yeah chick-fil-a i gotta go to work sometime <laughs> this morning get the chick-fil-a here so we will look forward to that as well our number is 404-872-0750 and Mickey, so what have you done besides wait and be glad on the rain this week? Well, my vegetable garden's beginning to come up. Um, I planted my spinach and my turnip greens and some lettuce from seed, and it's coming up already. Uh-huh. Um, I had planted the broccoli and ca- and um, broccoli and collards and cabbage from plants uh-huh. earlier, and they're looking real good too. So, so is it? What is it? Too late, or would you say? What would you say to somebody who said, "I just want to plant my kale seed right now"? What Give do you it think? a try. I think you got plenty of time. I do, too. I think I it's going to be enough warm weather yeah, for the next week or two to get the seeds germinated. Yeah. And Keep it moist until it right. um, germinates. I, I think that's been the big worry this past week. And week before that, the week before that, it hasn't rained at my house. And yeah, so, I, was, uh, I was out having to water yeah. at night with a flashlight. My neighbor said she thought I'd buried Stan or something, <laughs> and I was out there watering it or something. But... Um, yeah, it was it really was very dry. I stopped, stopped digging a hole earlier this week and thought, this is just too hard. Yeah. I am not digging a hole today. I'm going to wait for it to rain. Finally, it came yesterday a little bit and then today all over. So it's great to have a little rain out here. It's going to be a very pleasant day this afternoon, by the way. And if you want to come by to Pike Nursery in the meantime and visit with Mickey and I at Town Lake Parkway, Pike, you're welcome to come by to uh, ask your garden questions and get some personal, particular advice on what you can do and what you should do and what you should plant. It's a little early, I think, for pansies. Might be a smidge, maybe a week early for pansies. It depends on how warm it gets. Right. It depends on how warm so it gets. They sharp pretty. They'll stretch a little yeah. bit. You can pinch them back and they'll be fine. But um, when it gets so warm during the day, that's what happens. If I'm not mistaken, we have pansies at 87 cents a yes, we do. plant today at yes, Pike Nursery, do. so this would be a good time to come and buy them. And as Mickey said, if it's a little warm and stays warm for a little while, the plants may stretch out a little bit. Pansies love cold weather or chilly weather, cool weather. They don't much care for the hot stuff in the afternoons, but if you put them out when it's hot in the afternoon, like she said, it'll stretch out the branches of your pansy plants, stretch it a little bit, but you can clip those off with your thumb or a pair of scissors and make it more compact, and then you got a pansy plant. Yeah, you do. I, but I think by planting them a little bit early, 
um, you do you can plant smaller pansies yeah. and they'll still grow. Yeah. If you wait until December, or so it needs to be a bigger pansy, or you won't get much growth out of it. What I've described yeah. to a lot of gardeners is a pansy needs a, a root ball around the size of a good sized fist. If you ball your hand up and you have a fist there, that's how big the root ball needs in order to bloom nicely and to feel like there's enough uh, water and, and nutrients available in the soil. And if you get plant the little bitty little six pack pansies, there's not quite enough. We don't have there. six packs. We have Good. four packs, so Good. ours are bigger than Good. the six pack. And they'll, but by they'll planting them this time of year, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, and pansies, of course, are accompanied by violas, maybe some snapdragons, maybe some uh, ornamental kale. cabbage and kale. Awesome, Dusty yeah. Miller. I love yeah, Dusty I Miller too. with uh, with the dark colored pansies. It's I have really just pretty. sort of become to appreciate Dusty Miller. It's a plant that that Pike sells, and I got five of them, I guess, back in early May of this year. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I like Dusty Miller is, by George, nothing can kill it. Mm -mm. It is a fabulous plant. And did you know it's a perennial? We don't think about that. No, I don't think but it is. I think it's it, an annual. But, but to me, it's not pretty after it. It's right. only pretty in its juvenile stage. Once it, it bolts, to me, it's not as pretty. It's, uh, but I guess you could clip it off. You can, but it doesn't Maybe look the same. Right. I don't think. Now, mm -hmm. I have people tell me they do, but I've tried it. It's kind of like me. I was pretty cute when I was 20. <laughs> like me. Once I got older, it was down <laughs> It's kind of the same thing with the past. Mickey <laughs> says that she was cute when she was 20. I think she She's cute even up to right now in 2015. If you'd like to come by and examine Mickey's cuteness and <laughs> proclaim her attractive, you can come by the Pike Nursery at Town Lake Parkway and you can um, visit and tell me how much how much gray hair I have in my head. <laughs> I was with um, a lady last night who has in the early stages of Alzheimer's and she's losing a little bit of her visual acuity and so I put my head next to a person at the dinner table and said now uh, who's younger here and, and Hazel looked at me and looked at the other guy looked at me and she said he must be younger because he has a little more hair and it's not painted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't paint my hair, but I let the gray shine through. Mickey, of course, does not let the gray shine through. She looks a very young 40-year-old. I do have gray hair. Yeah, no, you it's do. Gray. That's what I mean. But, you, well, anyway, come by to the Sound Lake Parkway Pike Nursery, and you can make the judge of who's younger, whether it's me or Mickey or her lovely husband, Stan. We'll find out on that. One of the things that this is perfect weather for, besides planting pansies and the, and the flowers in your garden, is planting fescue. I think now is a great time to plant fescue nice. lawns. Soil's still warm, and that's the main thing you have in your favor, planting yep. plants this time of year. The soil is warm. The, the roots of all our plants and the seeds that come up are going to come up just perfectly because it is so warm. We got the little rain the last couple of days, so the soil is soft. And so if you're planning on either overseeding your lawn with fescue or if you're thinking about putting some uh, new fescue lawn, just kill everything and put a new, complete new fescue lawn from seed, this would be a great time to do it. Well, what, what we're doing, I told you, we've killed out our old lawn mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to use some rye this winter. And it's a good time to plant rye as yeah. well. Right. And then we're going to do zoysia next spring. So the reason you'd plant rye right now is because <clears throat> ryegrass so be doesn't green. survive in the summertime. Right. It, when the heat comes in, in early May, then the ryegrass and, and your lawn tends to just fade away and there's nothing there if you've only depended on ryegrass for your lawn. But if you have another side-like grass, like zoysia, Bermuda, and I've seen something that you're going to plant for side, then uh, the rye will sort of fade away at about the right time for you to plant the side. So everything works very nicely in schedule right there. Right. So do you know which soysia you're going to have, Mickey? I don't know. I want a wider bladed right. one. Um, 
and, and I can't. All I can remember is Meyer. That's the one we yeah. had for years. But one of the newer ones. That looks no, I like honestly can't El- remember. I can't there's either. Jammer and, and there's El Toro, uh, El Toro and, and Zenith and yeah. uh, Zeon and Emerald and yeah, there's yeah. a lot of zoysia grass. So if you see zoysia grass that you like in someone else's lawn, be sure and either ask them what variety it is, or if you come to Pike Nursery and, and order some zoysia side, say I want the one that has broad leaves yeah. on it because the broad leaf one is generally speaking called Meyer's. Zoysia and as I say, Meyer type. Meyer type. Yeah, that's yeah. a better way to say it. A Meyer type zoysia. And then the ones that have real thin little needle like leaves, those are the emerald type. But zoysias. we don't have emerald anymore. No, we don't have it. I mean, yeah. heck, but by the time, type. I think it's 10 years ago that the University of Georgia did a DNA test on all the plants sold as emerald but, zoysia yeah. and found out that there were 10 different kinds of emerald zoysia being she sold, all of them labeled the same thing, but it not being exactly the emerald zoysia that uh, scientists have known for. 20, 30, 40 years now. So if you have questions about anything that you need to ask about in your garden, 404-872-0750. At 616, let's see if we can get our friend from Spalding County, Miss Nicole, this morning. Lorenzo, if you keep moving my computer, I can't do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicole, good morning. Miss Ray. Miss Nicole. Good morning, have, Nicole. Hi, Nikki. How you doing? We only have a, a quick, couple of minutes yeah. here. What's on your mind? What's on your mind today, Nicole? Uh, just a quick question. How would you rate your stuff this this summer? You know, I had more dry weather than I probably appreciated, and I did not water very well. And so middle to late summer, mm-hmm. things were looking a little bedraggled. Just in the other day, I noticed my zinnias are doing fine, and they were real wilted back earlier in the week. But the zinnias have come back and looking pretty good, but several other plants, New Guinea impatiens, and a couple of other things that I planted early in the, in the spring and summer just haven't done very well because their owner, me, didn't water. Mickey, how was yours? Pretty much the same way. Uh, Stan put me on water restriction, <laughs> and um, so I didn't water as well as I should have, and um, it suffered. I mean, it really did. Uh, uh, like you, the New Guinea impatience, the sun patience, yeah. all those. But my um, uh, begonias, the dragon wing begonias, did great. And you and I both have explained before about coleus being the best of the crop oh, sometimes yeah. for a Wonderful. tougher plant than we really realize and I have a coleus, two or three coleus as a matter mm, of fact in different parts of my landscape, Nicole, and the coleus it would wilt, it looked a little droopy <laughs> but as right soon as up. I came, poof, it came right back up out of the ground and so coleus this year has performed really, really exceptionally well for me Well, me is just uh, I, it was not the best summer I, yeah. I had a lot more, lot more flour. I think it's the heat too, because even the grass and tomatoes they need cooling. So, listeners, if you're listening in on this conversation between me, Mickey, and and Nicole, note that we haven't had you know much to say about excuses we just take the blame on ourselves we didn't water we didn't do this we didn't do that and you can take assurance that we have had lots more failures this year than perhaps a lot of gardeners around atlanta but we had some successes too oh yeah i went to a garden yesterday that was perfect i mean it was absolutely gorgeous and what's their water bill I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was beautiful. So did Stan put you on water restrictions because yeah. of the bill or because he was tired yeah. of watering? Yeah, he was, he was tired of the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, Since I got to go. Bill. But that is what we think. It wasn't the greatest year in the world for plants, but we're grateful <clears throat> of whatever we have. Thanks for calling, Nicole. See you I next Saturday. You
See you then. 404-872-0750, the number on Lawn and Garden. And you're listening to the Lawn and Garden Show. Walter Reeves, Mickey Gasway, Town Lake Parkway. We'll be right back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Highs in the upper 60s today, but it's going to be about 60% chance of rain. That's a good thing because you can come into Pike Nursery where we're covered. And it's not going to be wet inside at all. Tonight, lows in the lower 60s pretty much and a 20% chance of rain. The next forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Right now, we got J.D. from Atlanta, Georgia, who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, J.D., good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can I help? Nikki, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, great. Walter, about two weeks ago, I overseeded my fescue lawn, and as you know, we have not had too much rain until mm -hmm. yeah, uh, sure. a day or so. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did try to keep it as wet, wet and moist as I did, but what my concern is I spread, the wheat, I spread the wheat straw over it. Yeah. And I was wondering how much longer do I need to leave the wheat straw on before... You should just leave it on. it on and let it rot. Uh, you need to you put it on very, very sparsely, though. You don't want to put it on I too did, much. I did. I did. I put it on very sparsely. Well, then let That's it rot. Fine. I think yeah. you can, the fescue will figure a way to sprout. The leaves come up amongst the, uh, the little pieces of hay and wheat and stuff like that. So if it was me and if it was applied sparsely, as Mickey says, yeah. um, generally most folks would just let it rot. It'll rot during the rains. We're going to have more rain, of course, in November oh, and December. Great. It'll just That's rot good. away. Okay. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. Real when quick. do I worry about the uh, uh, pre-emergence? Uh, I don't think you worry about it at all mm -hmm. because I don't want you to put a pre-emergent down now with fescue seedlings coming up because they'll affect them, the seedlings uh, sprouting. So pre-emergent, we wait till March maybe of next year to prevent the if summer. If you're not going to put any more yeah, seed. Yeah, as long on. as you're not going to put any more fescue seed out, you're fine to wait till March. But no pre-emergent right now, just afraid it would do something that you would not like to these nice expensive fescue seed that you put down. J.D., thanks for calling at 627 at News Talk WSB. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery at Town Lake Parkway. Come see us. Chick-fil-A biscuits have arrived, which our audience has all turned around to say, where, 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 where? We'll be back after news. We can hear the sound of thunder. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 836, excuse me, 636 on a Saturday morning. I'm getting a little ahead of myself right now. We are broadcasting live from the Town Lake Pike Nursery. We're here with the Chick-fil-A Biscuit folks, and they're happy, and we're happy, and the audience in particular is real happy right now. You can come by while supplies last and get a Chick-fil-A Biscuit. And you can also ask garden questions. Mickey Gasaway is here, and she will answer your garden questions readily while you wait.
here. And if you want to bring pictures on your cell phone or bring a little baggie with weeds you need us to identify and tell you how to control, we're happy to do that as well. Town Lake Parkway Pike Nursery, surrounded by plants and flowers. And don't forget, 87 cents for a pot of pansies here, 9.97, this huge pot of chrysanthemums that they will sell to you as well. Later on this morning, we'll have the Pike Pick of the Weekend. We're not going to tell you what it is right now, but we'll have that. Mickey will announce to everyone what the Pike Pick for the Weekend happens to be. Let's go to David. David's out in Tucker, Georgia, and joins us. Hey, David, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Uh, I just I heard you? yesterday that there are uh, such things as red butterfly bushes, and I wondered, is that true, or is that an overheight pink? If so, is it patented? <laughs> and if so, uh, what sizes can those grow to be? I have no idea. Mickey says she's got an idea. There though. is one. It's called something red, but it's really purple. They call it red, but, but it's, it's really, really purple. Purpley. Yeah, I can't remember what yeah. the name of it. I don't I know myself, David. No, I don't know of a red butterfly bush. Perhaps there is somewhere not readily available at retail nurseries like Pike, but there may be, may not be, but I don't know anything about it. Uh, that's what I was wondering about. Wait a minute. Where, where did you hear about it, David? Uh, actually, I believe I was uh, talking to someone at the Roswell Nursery was saying something about a red butterfly yeah. bush. I've never heard of it before. But they're not selling it there at the Roswell Pike Nursery? I believe they were. Well, then you go back to the Pike Nursery at Roswell. I've got out. it. It's called Royal Red. It is. It's Royal Don't Red. Look at that. Mickey it's more is. of a purple. We've had it before. It's more of a purple than it is a red, though. Mickey has oh, the, okay. exploiting the wonderful technology of Google on your cell phone. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. Yeah, royal red. And I can see how, the, how you'd say, Mickey, that it is it's red purple. but purple sort of. Yeah. It's casting. really pretty. It, it was a beautiful one. Okay, thank you very much. It's okay. great talking to you, David. Thanks for calling. Royal, did you say royal red? Royal red. Royal red. Butterfly bush. But mm -hmm. it's really sort of purple. Both, yeah. We go now to Sandy in Atlanta. Sandy joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Sandy, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call for my... my sure, how can we help, Sandy? Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, the kitties asked me to move the bird bath from their observation window, and I think I got set up because when I <laughs> was worried about snakes, I put yeah. my sweatpants on, and when I was moving that great big old concrete pillar, hornets came out, and they oh were... My swarming up my legs and I didn't know it so when I saw yeah. these rolling and laughing I was running and trying to rip off my sweatpants and run at the same time of course, and then um, I, my husband I've turned into a sissy in my old age and I don't want to kill and poison anything and my husband says sure. they'll probably just die out in the winter and just like the queen will hibernate and so yeah. I'm wondering if you might know if that's true or not absolutely true for, for yellow jackets, for the stinging insects that live in the ground, yellow jackets, they die completely away. The We've whole seen nest, a ton of yellow yeah, jackets. Yeah, this lots week. of yellow jackets this year for whatever reason. <laughs> but they, uh, if you want to poison them because you know you walk by that spot every day, you don't want to get stung again. You can do that right now. But in just a, well, a couple of months from now, in mid-November, when the cold weather really hits, there's not going to be many Japanese or many yellow jackets in the. Uh, in that nest at all. Just the queen survives, or one or two queens survive. There's a big old colony of alien-looking stick bugs in there, too, and I don't want to kill them or hurt them, so 
there's all kinds of but critters and butterflies and stuff, and the cats love watching all that stuff out the window. So <laughs> I'm concerned anything I put out there would, you know, negatively impact the insects and the birds. Mm, yeah, so stay away from insecticides. And honestly, Mother Nature does a pretty good job of keeping populations of one insect from building up to such an extent that you would really have big problems. Yellow jackets, yes, can be dangerous for a month or so during the year when their nest is real big, but nature will take care of it and weather will come they'll be frozen end of story and you remember too i've said a lot, a lot of times sandy that yellow jackets hornets um, some of the other stinging insects are actually good predator oh. insects they sting aphids they eat aphids they eat caterpillars they eat all sorts of things out of your garden that you would not normally have a good control for they're also pollinators that's right that's exactly right so there's a lot of things to be said positively about yellow jackets you can't think about that while you're tearing your, sweat, no. your sweatpants <laughs> off, but, but they are considered a sort of beneficial insect. You should have seen those kitties laughing. They were just rolling. Were <laughs> well, thank you so much, Oscar. Hope you have a nice weekend. Thanks, you, Sandy. You're the same. Tell those cats we said hello. 404-872. Pulling her sweatpants off as she ran across the yard. 404-872-0750. Comes now Patricia in Cartersville. Hey, Patricia, good morning. Uh, how are you, Dave? I'm doing yeah, fine. How can uh, we help? I was, I've been wondering why the walnut trees that come up by those their self produce good walnuts, but like pecan trees that come up by themselves don't produce good, pop, good pecans. I think part of it is that pecans are susceptible to a lot of diseases that walnuts don't get. Seemingly. I Like you, I have a walnut tree on my mother's farm, and it's got a lot of those big green balls on it. But pecans, uh, some years on, some years off, they're not as, as regularly productive. Okay. Maybe they're more diverse, too. The, the populations of you may have different. Yeah. When you get down into the different hard and dirty seven. stuff about uh, how plants grow, when you have a diverse population of walnuts or pecans or anything else, then you end up having better resistance to disease overall. Whereas if you just have one type or one member of a family, then sometimes they get a disease that just can't quite, can't quite shake. Um, like uh, hemlocks in the mountains, they are very susceptible yeah. to woolly adelgid. And because the woolly adelgid eats the hemlocks, they're big dead uh, acres of dead hemlocks up in North Georgia. Oh. Okay, but the, yeah, I thought maybe pecans had to be grafted or something. But. No, no, not at all. It's just getting the right pecan that's very disease resistant, and that's what the real research now is is ongoing about finding pecans that are resistant to scab. Scab is a big disease in Georgia. The farmers down in South Georgia they use big blowers to get the fungus out in the trees to keep the leaves on the tree. Otherwise, scab will cause the leaves to fall, cause the fruit to fall. There's no pecan inside the shuck and so that's a big uh, research project now is to find more and more pecan trees that are resistant to scab. But then, Mickey, it takes 10 years easy for a pecan to start producing. Right, and that's why you want to get one that has a name. If you get one that's just a, that's just come up, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, you don't know how big it's going to get. Or a, a wild pecan, it you never be. know. Yeah, it doesn't look like I'm going to have any again this year. <laughs> well, Go and get you a, a named a variety of uh, pecan they've got a real you can pick them out in the nursery because they've got a real long root there and a real yeah. tall pot yeah yeah and, yeah i've got um, some i've got one that usually produces in the front yard though but the last two years it happened <laughs>
had well, Sandy, I wish we could help you further. Fertilize it. The main thing let's fertilize the pecan trees. Good idea, Mickey. Fertilize zinc, pecan trees to make them sure they have a lot of nutrients available. Zinc helps prevent diseases that uh, are associated, I guess, with zinc deficiencies in the soil. And so if you take them Treat them right. Generally speaking, you can have an okay pecan crop every other year. And if you treat them wrong, every five years maybe is what you'll get out of your pecan trees. We've got time for Justin to come in here. Justin's out and coming, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Justin, Hi, good morning. How are, how are y'all? We're doing hey. great. Um, my wife and I are closing on our house next week, um, buying a new place. And yeah. um, I've been... I work for a utility company, so we get to ride around all these nice, fancy subdivisions, and I see these uh, spruce-looking trees, and as far as I know, they're called a blue um, atlas. Uh, cedar, blue atlas, atlas cedar. cedar. Sure. Do you guys know anything about those? Um, sure. They're yeah. weird-looking in a lot of landscapes, but people enjoy the <laughs> They're beautiful, bright colored. They yeah. do get huge, though. Eventually, oh, they do. It takes a long time. The, just the straight blue atlas gets big. Yeah, yeah. Not and the ones that are weeping are, rare, are the ones I was referring to that have that sort of odd look in the landscape, although very attractive, but still sort of an odd, unlike any other plant look. I think they're slow any, growing, though. Do you know if there's any, like, smaller species that doesn't get but about, you know, 10 and 12 foot high? I think they get they grow so slowly that it's probably not a major yeah. issue. Yeah, if you're going to be in the house for 30 years, then yeah. maybe it'll be a problem. But at, you know, if you decide you're going to move five or six years from now, no, no problem with the size at all. Okay. Now I'm going to replace a maple tree with it, and then uh, move the maple tree in my backyard. Yeah. Do you guys have any advice on what I should or should not do? With that, uh, do the moving of the maple tree when the leaves are pretty much off of it because it'll have less demand for moisture and things out of the roots that you're going to that you're going to put into the ground. And were you going to do anything with that blue atlas cedar? Were you going to move it? What are you going to do with it? You said to, to gonna, replace it. I'm actually going to um, go buy one of those and stick okay. it in the hole of the maple. Okay, where the maple tree was. Um, right. I think now is a great time to plant things. The soil is still real warm, real nicely warmed up and nicely dampened by the rain in the last couple of days. So now's a fine time to plant trees and shrubs. Okay. All right. Well, good right. deal. I appreciate it. Nothing to it. Hey, man, thanks for calling. I think we have time. Yes, if Mary, if you can get this in, we can get your question answered. You can be about your day. Mary and Roswell, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, how do I get in touch with um, a certified arborist, and how do I know that the person that I talk to is mm -hmm. has this designation? What do you have to do to get the designation of go certified arborist? Go first. Arborist? Go to the website. Mm -hmm. All the arborists in Georgia, all the good arborists in the Atlanta area and this part of Georgia, uh, are members of the Georgia Arborist Association, and their website is uh, Georgia arborist.org I believe is their website name but the Georgia Arborist Association their members if not 100% 95% of their members have an ISA certification license or little 
identification card. And when you call one of the companies that advertises and has uh, notes on the georgiaarborist.org website, you can just ask them over the phone and say, what's your ISA number? International Society of Arbor Culture, ISA. What's okay. your ISA number? And they'll give you their number and be happy to tell you all the tests and things that they have to know in order to get it. They are well-qualified folks. They're smart to get an ISA Okay, so they, they have to pass tests. Sometimes yes. and they have to go. They have to go through training. I'm an arborist, and you have to go through training every year. Yeah, um, you have so okay. many hours every year, so you keep up with what's going. Well, like they are smarter. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they're smarter so, than the average uh, tree climber. The ISA certified arborists are really, really good at doing what they do, which is assessing trees sometimes just for their potential to fall, assessing the health of the whole arbor landscape in your house and so or in your uh, landscape. So the ISA certified arborists are a cut above just some guy with a chainsaw and a pickup truck. Okay, but if, if he puts certified arborists on his truck, then mm -hmm. I can... Ask him to show me his ISA sure. number. Sure, sure, sure. Most are very glad. Like Mickey said, she's an arborist, and most are very, very glad to show you their number and show how they're certified and how long they've been certified, this, that, and the other. They're tree hunters. I'd like to find somebody that doesn't necessarily take, isn't in the business of taking down trees because this particular tree that I'm concerned about is in my neighbor's yard that's threatening yeah. uh, a little tree that I have. It's a big old maple, and it has split once, and I'm looking at the branches. It, it has a huge uh, pine tree that's growing up through the middle of it. One of the branches is leaning heavily ah. on the pine tree. So uh, yeah. if we have a, an ice storm this year, uh, she could lose her tree. See, uh, uh, Mary, tree quite, honestly, quite honestly, I would trust the opinion of any ISA certified arborist. Most of them, if not all of them, are just real tree huggers. They love trees. They don't want you to take your tree down. They'll tell you how and why and whether their opinion is uh, valid about why a tree should be sometimes removed. But I would say in the most cases an ISA certified arborist certainly would be more of a tree hugger, tree lover than just somebody riding around that wants to cut down every tree that they see. We've got to get out of here, Mary, though. Thanks for your call. It's 649. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line, not such a bad day, even though it's sprinkling right now. Highs in the upper 60s. Showers during the day, off and on, maybe 60% chance. Lows tonight in the lower 60s. Not a big range of temperature today and 20% chance of rain. If you're outside hiking, you'll go through showers. And if you're not hiking, you'll probably stay dry. 404-872-0750 is the number. Don't forget, we're at Pike Nursery in Town Lake this morning. And the great news is we have a fabulous drawing going on for a nice night at Chateau Elan in North Georgia. You get a one-night stay at the inn, a complimentary winery tour and tasting for two people, two 50-minute couples massage, or I should say two individual massages or one couples massage, two people involved in this. And all you have to do is come by and see us at the Town Lake Parkway. And so if there are only 5, 10, 15 people here, 20, 30, 40 people here by 8 or 9 o'clock, as long as you've registered, you will be entered into the contest. You can't enter it on the radio. This is strictly come by the Pike Nursery at Town Lake Parkway. Register for the Chateau Alain getaway and you will be put in a little box back here. We'll announce the winner sometime just before 9 o'clock this morning. So do it. It's great. You'll have a fine time at Chateau Alain. It's a wonderful place to visit. Coming up in the next half hour, we'll have Chris who says his uh, has tan spots on the bottom of his plant leaves. We'll see what that is. 
Georgia up in Stone Mountain says he needs to know a little bit more about pre-emergent application this time of the year. Uh, let's see, Al in Sharpsburg wants to know what is the difference between an edible and a non-edible mushroom? And Drew in Commerce wants to know how to plant a creeping juniper. All those questions you can hear later on in the Lawn and Garden Show. Mickey Gasway is with me. We're broadcasting live from the Town Lake Parkway Pike Nursery. We'll be here till 9 o'clock. We'll see you soon. Right now, stay tuned for news. Yeah.